Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm a clinical psychologist and medium, and here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. I'm extremely excited to welcome Shane Smith to the show today. Shane has possessed the gift of intuition and seeing spirits since his earliest memories as a young child, and he has developed this gift throughout his life. On July 7th, 1997, Shane was struck by lightning while rock climbing west of Fort Collins, Colorado. After the lightning strike, Shane began five years of recovery. And that time, Shane took on an even keener sense of his abilities. He has been featured on the national television series Monsters and Mysteries in 2015, as well as multiple paranormal podcasts and several radio interviews. Shane specializes in helping families with personal closure with the deceased. He has been instrumental in providing details to authorities in several local Colorado investigations and national intelligence authorities in investigations across the world. Welcome, Shane. A few things to talk about before we get started with today's episode. If you have not subscribed to my newsletter yet, I have some exciting things coming out in the next weeks, months, unclear how long it's going to take me to get it together, but there will be some stuff coming out and I don't want you to miss it. So head on over to DrAmyRobbins.com and subscribe to my newsletter. And now to today's show. Thank you. It's great to be here, Amy. So can you tell us sort of how your abilities were when you were a child and what you experienced and then how those sort of grew and skyrocketed once you were struck by lightning? Well, my first memory was actually in the womb. I remember my soul coming into my body and I remember my parents were arguing but I didn't feel like they were my parents. I felt like I was just about to come into this world for a purpose. Um, I was excited and happy. That was, that was my first memory. And then as a child, I had imaginary friends who were little see-through children. Um, and then I remember spirits dropping by every now and then and talking to me. I don't quite remember what they said. And then I just saw them throughout my life. And um, I had a lot of dreams, precognitive dreams uh, that would come true. Uh, when I was a teenager, um, a friend of mine told me that he was going up in an airplane with another friend. And I saw it crash. So I said, you, ha- you can't go up in this airplane. It's going to crash. Um, So he listened to me and the airplane did crash. So I experienced a lot of those uh, growing up. I also um, had a dream that the space shuttle was going to blow up and then that happened. It was just uh, really frustrating not being able to know what to do or how to help in those situations. And you must have been young when that happened. Mm -hmm. So... What happened when you were struck by lightning? Well, I was uh, at the top of Horsetooth Rock, just west of Fort Collins, and I heard a humming noise, and my friend had long blonde hair, and it stood straight up. 
and I felt the electricity in the air, and all of a sudden, the lightning hit the rock I was standing on and went through my body, and it, it, was, it was all very slight. It rotated my pelvis a little. I could hear my bones cracking. It pushed some of my skull out, some of it in, pushed my jaw off the hinge a little bit. Um, and then I had metal frame sunglasses on the top of my head and they turned red and started to melt. Um, it didn't knock me out, but I felt uh, really weird. I felt like when, you're, when you have the flu and you're on a lot of medication, mm-hmm. I felt that way for about two weeks. And then I was uh, back in New York and I was walking down the street and I suddenly forgot where I was going and forgot where I lived. I had to sit down and really figure out where I lived and where I was going. Luckily, I had a friend with me. And then uh, depression set in, and I was just just a, a mess. It, and my uh, my spinal fluid started to gel uh, because my vertebrae was in my spinal reservoir. Um, so it was a a kind of a slow death. But I was lucky and got help from a specialist here in Colorado. Um, who did who's a chiropractor and uh, he did other things laser work and things like that and he was able to heal me so it took a long time to recover i walked with two canes i couldn't read it was difficult for a while that sounds horrible and then how what was the shift in your abilities how did you notice that something was now different in terms of your psychic connection or well it just happened more often and I would get visions that were more clear. Before, I would see someone, well, for example, my mother, when I was growing up, used to give me milk cartons with those pictures on them of the missing kids. Mm-hmm. And she would just say, now tell me where this child is. And I could describe the surrounding area, but I didn't know who did it, where it was, or or any anything other than that and as as i got older and after after the lightning happened i could see everything uh what happened to the person how they felt i started to feel their actual the actual things that happened to them when they were murdered for example um they were hit in the head if they were raped or anything it was it was really tough yeah that must have been intense yes it was and then I could see the, the face of the person who did it and all the details. And now it's progressed to where I can actually see them dying and moving to the other side and being greeted by whoever they are there to be greeted by and how they feel. And so it's just progressed in, that, in every, every aspect. Uh, the other thing that I find fascinating is I can walk into an old building and actually know what was there, uh, feel the people, hear the people from 100 years ago, which I I wasn't able to do anything like that before. So can we talk, so so you work with missing persons and work to solve cases. So how how does that typically work? And why aren't you used all the time? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm used mostly with the families. The police... Uh, I haven't met any police that are real cooperative because I like to touch the space or some evidence and so I can get pictures of what happened. 
and they just won't let me touch the evidence. Um, and sometimes in my experience, the police either messed up the, the crime scene or were actually involved in some way or knew somebody that was involved in some way. Um, I would love to be able to work with the police, but a lot of them just don't want to work with us. So when you're doing these readings, do you like step into kind of the what happened to the person? Like how does that, can you walk us through what that looks like for you? Yes. If it's someone from out of this area, uh, they send me a photograph and I take the photograph and the spirit of the person who has passed comes through or their guides or my guides and I'm able to speak with them and they tell me what happened. They show me images of what happened. Um, sometimes they say a few words and then I can just see everything that happened from what was going on in their life through them crossing over through images and through messages I get from the other side. Mm -hmm. So with the psychology or not the psychology, the spirit, the spiritual energy of spaces, what is that typically like? I mean, I know a lot of people often walk into a space and say, oh, the energy here is this or the energy here, you know, I don't like the energy. This place has a good energy, a bad energy. Can you talk a little about what, what that means from your perspective? Sometimes it's residual. Um, occasionally it's truly haunted. But when people are in a room, um, they typically leave their their energy, their personality, and everything. And I go in and I just sort of soak it up like a sponge. Um, I can tell you the personality of the person that was there. For example, I used to fix and flip homes. And I would go in and uh, I would scratch the paint off the wall. And all of a sudden, I would get a whole scene of a family that lived there several years ago when that particular paint was on the wall because it holds their energy. Hmm. So anything in a home holds the energy. Yes. Uh, objects, um, anything a person has touched or worn, it, it all holds the energy, yes. And it holds all parts of the energy, just the negative part? Like, how does it, how do we know, like, if a, if a space is, is, has negative energy or feels bad, what is that usually attributed to? Attributed to... Um, Pain, anger, sorrow, um, depending on the person's uh, personality and what they, what they pushed out the most in, into the atmosphere in the room, into the energy. So in my experience, if I go into a room and I, and I feel depressed, I know that someone there was depressed. If I walk into a room and it feels happy, I know that person was happy and I can pick up who the person was, why they were happy in, in more detail. Gotcha. And so I have a couple questions. Mm -hmm. One, what makes something haunted? Like when you walk into a space, is it that the, the energy is stuck? Is it that the person is stuck? Is it negative energy that makes it bad? Is it a ghost? Like what makes a space haunted? Well, in the way I feel about a haunting is when a person is stuck here and they don't cross over and they they sometimes they don't 
realize that they're dead or sometimes they just don't want to cross over for different reasons. Um, they're attached to something. They're attached to the property or an object and they, they don't want to leave. So sometimes I can get them to move on or just simply leave through intention. So you set the intention for them. Yes. To, to, to move forward, to leave the space. Yes. Do they ever not leave? I have, n- I have not had any experiences where they have not left. They always have left for me. How do you, can a space be cleared out oh, yes, energetically? Absolutely. Yes, it can. Just through like smudging and saging or? Smudging, it- saging. I'll, I'll go into a home. Um, if someone has just moved into a home, sometimes a realtor friend will call me and say, these people would like you to come over and just clear clear all the bad energy out. So I'll go in. For example, I went into a home a while back and I could feel that this woman and her son lived in this home and the son was not very nice to the woman and all that energy sort of stuck there. So I smudged it, I opened the windows, I take some uh, sea salt and water and sort of wash the walls and say a prayer and, and fill it with light and love. And when the person comes back, they definitely see a big difference. What, what can happen if you move into a space that's not energetically cleared? Which reminds me, I probably need to smudge my house now that the seasons are changing. <laughs> well, it just feels heavy. The air feels heavy. And a lot of times uh, you go into a space and people will be angry at each other for no particular reason. Because that's the energy that the person before left behind. And the people that walk into that space don't realize what's going on, why they're angry at each other so much. So when you can go in and clear it, it the whole thing just changes. It shifts completely. Gotcha. Okay. So, so we're really talking about just, it, it's like house cleaning. Yes. But just energetically cleaning it out. So, right, so exactly. there's a freshness to it. Yes. And I always light a vanilla candle. For some reason, that helps as well. So you, we've spoken a couple times, but when we spoke last time, you were really talking about, you were, you were ta- sharing with me some of the examples that you have of like going into places. Can you share some of those with my listeners, like old places that you've experienced? Oh, sure. You mean, you mean just an old um, establishment or an old home? Mm-hmm. Or- Okay, I walked into a building and I could see what it looked like a hundred years ago. I could tell that it was, they were making dresses and clothing and they were selling different kinds of items for kitchens way back then. And I could just, I could feel the happiness and um, the hard work and I can even smell the, 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 the odor that came off the people at the time. They didn't bathe a whole lot back then. <laughs> and then and then when I leave the space and um, they check it out, um, they find out that what I said was correct. It really was a dress shop. They really did make dresses there. I've also gone into space. I went into a space a while back and I could see an older woman. She had a heart attack right there in the kitchen and died and i happened to it was it was it happened to be the woman's mother the woman lived next door 
And when I, um, I was talking to her, I was doing a, just a personal reading for her. And she said, my mother died upstairs in that building next door. And I said, yes, she died of a heart attack, correct? She says, yes. So I see mm. different things and when I go into d different buildings. What would you say is sort of the biggest message that is imparted to us or that, that you hear? Forgive one another. Forgive and love. Seems simple enough, right? Yes. So Shane, if people want to find you, where can they do that? Go to shanesmithpsychicmedium.com and click on information. Okay. Well, and I will have all of your information in the show notes of this podcast. Um, Shane, thank you so much for your time today. People stay tuned for next week for to hear the reading that Shane is going to give to one of the, the listeners. So thank you so much, Shane. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between. <laughs>